Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, reach their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. And I always welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Professor Yan Zheng on the show together with me, and we're going to talk about the trends of the increasing Chinese students in the U.S. for education and the opportunities created under this trend. So, Professor Zheng, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Michelle,、uh, for having me here. Could you first、uh, introduce yourself? To our audience, yes, my name is Yan Zheng. I'm a CEO of U.S. Asia Education in Seattle area, and my company has been in business for about ten years. I'm also the president of the Davis Institute of Education Information. This is a newly established institute. Well, the purpose of this company and this school is to help Chinese students. And、uh, also help the green card students and immigrants from mainland China. So we provide information services, training, and education. Okay, I know Professor Zheng. You have been in the education field for the whole life, right? Can you tell us a little bit of your past? How you get into the education field? Yes, from my family, I have a lot of family members are in education, so I got some influence from them. For instance, my mom and dad, they were colleges teachers, so、I、have a lot of books in my home about teaching education. So I love that too. I started my career from college in China, and my job at that time is to train the students. Actually, they were college teachers. They were sent by their school to different countries to study. So I was one of the teachers teaching and training them to get a better preparation in language, in lifestyle, in culture. After that, I became international student and came to America to study for my master degree in education. After graduation from that college, I ended in teaching some general courses in the school, in the college, and、uh, work for international students, help them welcome, get into the school, settle down. So I just always stay in this field. So when was the time that you graduated from your master degree in the U.S. And started working in the U.S. Yes, I think it's、uh, in the year of two thousand. So from year two thousand, you were in the U.S. college system,、uh, yes. helping international students、uh, be successful in the U.S. college. Yes, that's our goal. Uh huh. So then, why did you start your own company instead of staying in the American colleges, doing that kind of a job? That's a very good question. When I was in the university, 
I was very happy to help the students from mainland China and other countries. But I noticed some limitation because、uh, I would love to help. Students who can end it into other universities or community colleges because they have a different goals and they are different purpose and they have different background and they probably not only want to come to my university. They like to choose and have more options. So I think that will give me a thought and information and also opportunity to to start my own company because I can build up a more bigger platform for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had an ambition of not just helping this one university or to make the Chinese students succeed in in that university. You are trying to help more students to go to many different colleges in the U.S. Yes, with your U.S. Asia education company. Okay,、mm-hmm. Professor Zheng, I think、uh, let's zoom out first.、Uh, take a good picture at the what's happening. In the Chinese university students coming to the U.S. to get a higher education, what have you observed of what's going on in the past ten years? Yes, in the past ten years, according to the Statista.com, we can look at some numbers. In the school year of two thousand eight to two thousand nine, there was only around ninety eight thousand Chinese students on campus. In the school year of two thousand eighteen to two thousand nineteen, there was around three hundred sixty nine thousand Chinese students. The Chinese, Chinese, yeah, we are saying the Chinese students in colleges in, college, in the U.S. Yeah, in the year of two thousand nineteen,、mm-hmm. the students from China, the number is going down a little bit. I think there are two reasons. The first reason is the relationship and the situation between America and China. And around the world. Second reason is the students and their families, mom and dad, have more choices, opportunities to apply for other countries,、mm-hmm. colleges. So, cost some numbers going down. Yeah, and I can see. Well, before the number one, the U.S.-China relationship become a little bit、um, tight. That's、uh, cost the families,、uh, the students, and the, their parents、uh, choose other countries、uh, other than U.S. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So it、uh, sounds like,、uh, in general, the trend、uh, is、uh, fast-growing number of Chinese students coming to the U.S. for their higher education, and it's、uh, amazing.、Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference between these ten years, and the opportunity brought with this trend, I would say, is huge. So can you help us to understand, just in very high level, what kind of opportunity has created? By so many Chinese students coming to the U.S. for higher education. Yes, as I noticed, the first is the college in the United States. So there are some more Chinese students coming and get involved into the college. So the students number, the national student number from China is, is increasing greatly. So that means、uh, a lot of、uh, tuition paid to the colleges. Yeah, of course. And、mm-hmm. the tuition they usually pay three times more than the in-state tuition. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. Three、mm-hmm. times more for the international students compared、mm-hmm. to the in-state students.、Mm-hmm. That's right. And that because the differences between China and America, the culture and the language, so the agency services is booming too. Mm. So there are more company to serve the Chinese students and connect to American colleges. 
So they provide like a consulting, application services, visa services, and the follow-up services. So that is the second thing I noticed.、Mm-hmm. After that, I also noticed because the need from the this Chinese big population students come to United States, so we can see the daily life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunity for service to their st- the students' daily life, such as in Chinese we'll say 衣食住行 That means 衣 is a clothing, 食 food, 住 housing, 行 travel. That means、uh, in their daily life, the students will spend money on all of these elements. Yes, from clothing to their travel, yeah, yeah every be, elements. Yeah,、mm-hmm. besides the tuition and the, their daily life, they have to spend.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, the finance is increasing too. It's a big impact.、Oh, I- Yeah, and of course the financial institute, right? The、yeah. banking services、mm-hmm. for those students. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, because the banking from their home country like China and the banking in America,、mm-hmm. because、uh, they have to use money, manage money, you know. So、mm-hmm. that's、uh, come along with that. And、uh, of course, we can also think about、uh, when the students graduate. Some of them may stay in the U.S., so that creates、uh, opportunities for hiring side, right? The companies that、uh, hire those students、uh, to become worker for them, the workforce side.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of uh, opportunities uh, generated through this.、Uh, Larger population of Chinese students coming to the U.S. We have seen that. All right, I think it's time for a quick break. After we come back, Professor Zeng, I would like to ask you about why the Chinese parents want to send their kids to study in the U.S. And we will take from there. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business' sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back. Before the break, Professor Zeng, you shared with us a big picture of the trend. We see that.、Uh, From China, many students coming to the U.S. for higher education, and the number you showed us was like a thirty-seven times increase、mm-hmm. of, compared ten years ago. So, why do the Chinese parents want to send their kids to study in the U.S. or maybe the students in China? Why do they want to come to the U.S. to get their higher education? Well, according to my thoughts and observation, I think there are several facts we should pay attention to. First, as in many Chinese eyes, U.S. is leading in many areas, especially in high tech, like STEM, STEM majors, in many companies and the colleges. Second, Chinese parents think 
U.S. education is among the best in the world, and they want their kids to learn the best.、Mm-hmm. Third, the competition for getting into college is very high in China. There's close to three thousand colleges and universities. Chinese population is one point four billion. So the ratio between students who can get into college and the schools and colleges is not in good balance. In America, there are about five thousand three hundred colleges and universities, with a population around three hundred million. Mm, so we can consider every year the high schools graduates the ratio of that. Then compared to the number of colleges they can apply to, the ratio is very different. Very different. Yeah, yeah. and、mm-hmm. I remember when I was in China, I got into college in China in the late eighties. At that time, I think the college entrance rate was less than ten percent for high school graduates. So it was very competitive, and、mm-hmm. these days、uh, there are more universities in China, so it's a little bit、uh, easier than before. But still, compared to the U.S., the ratio is really out of balance. That's right.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the other reason, the more middle-class Chinese families can afford their education investment now for their children to study abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still it's a pretty high price to pay to send their kids to the U.S. for universities. Of compare, if they are just doing it in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with China's economic development, it's true that more and more families can afford this. Yeah, and the Chinese family pay a lot of high attention to education、mm-hmm. for their kids because China has a lot of families, one couple, one child. So their parents, their grandparents on both sides, they put the money together and they, you know, for the the child. So that's、uh, make that happen, and if it's possible now. Yeah, education is always、uh, the top for the family. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the other thing I'm thinking about is the differences in education between China and America. That's another reason.、Mm. So according to your understanding of the both sides education system. What are some major differences? Can you share with us? Yes,、uh, the first of all is、uh, the learning and teaching methods.、Mm-hmm. In China, the teacher asks the student to memorize a lot of things: the knowledge and the book, and、uh, use a lot of time and energy to memorize those things. Pay close attention to the tests and the scores. That's、uh, hard. Mm, so instead of learning the analytical and the research skill, they are memorizing what is written、mm-hmm. uh, and take it as the fact, as the truth to remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is、uh, in China, that's less focus on applied knowledge and the skills.、Mm-hmm. That goes back to the point we just had, right? The memorizing type of approach is not really focusing on how to use it. Mm-hmm. In China, the parents spend a lot of times getting involved in their children's study from K to twelve. It's hard to imagine. So the parents they stay with the kids and、uh, watch their homework and、uh, help the, their children with the homework on daily basis. So because the parents get involved so much into the their kids. Homework and study, so the kids have a heavily rely on parents. Students don't have opportunity or chance 
or time or space to be more like independent in learning.、Mm-hmm. They have a habit of、uh, rely on their parents.、Mm-hmm. Telling them what to do, when yeah, to do, <laughs> when to do, what to do, how much to do.、Uh-huh. Just the parents are the tell the kids,、uh-huh. <laughs> and at the school, the teacher tell the kids, and the home and the parents tell kids. So the kids, they are like a, they don't have the environment or education concept of learning should be self motivated, should be independent. It's just the whole situation, you know, in China is very common,、mm-hmm. but that is not very good for the their children for future. Learning and the career and the life and the work.、Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about American school and the learning skills in college. In America, we notice the school and teachers train the students to have a lifelong self-learning skills and knowledge, such as students learn how to do researches, do presentations, and they have a teamwork, leadership, creativity. So the students from young, like a elementary school, middle school, high school to college, they put a lot of、uh, thoughts and、uh, activity and、uh, learning methods on how to train themselves to well prepared for the current schooling and also for future. That is very different. So we notice the student when they leave school, they continue that habit. They continue that the way they have in themselves to self learning and to solve problem. And they have a leadership abilities or teamwork. All those things are built up when they are in school. So that's a huge difference, and that is also attract Chinese students and parents. They want that too,、mm-hmm. but、uh, in China they don't have that. Not enough. So that's one of the very important reason they send their kids to study America because naturally they are going to learn those things along with their curriculum and courses.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, given that, then I think、uh, Chinese students coming to the U.S.、Uh, to get their college education, many of them must be facing big challenges because it's so different. Can you share with us、uh, through your observation, through the, those years of work, you had opportunities working with Chinese families and students to help them get into U.S. colleges and、uh, you know go through those、uh, adjustment、uh, period of time in their College life. What kind of challenges that you have observed for those students when they enter into the American colleges? They are facing a lot of challenges, and they need time and help to understand and get adjust in the new life on and off campuses. For example, some are like a cultural shock.、Mm-hmm. That's the first thing they probably come across when they entered in this country. Mm-hmm. Can we give us a story of someone you have helped? Yeah, actually, myself had some experiences of a cultural shock, and I helped other students. Myself first, something very simple in America, but to me, it's a wow. What's that? You know,、mm-hmm. it's just like a the relationship between teachers and students are more easy, more teamwork to me. So the students, like in China, the teachers are very serious. Mm-hmm. And do homework and test. So teacher has a very high authority. Yeah. And the students,、uh, they cannot challenge the teachers. Yeah, the teachers have more power, and students have to obey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But、uh, when I study in America, I feel that the relationship between teachers and the students are easy getting along. 
And that make me re- more relaxed and uh, love to learn, like to ask questions because they don't judge me, they don't criticize me. My major is a master in education. We have a lot of a discussion and uh, a lot of a sharing, a lot of a personal story. So that helped me understand the uh, in education could be many different ways and uh, many different uh, methods can share. Actually, we are not only learning from teachers, we learn from ourselves, from our friends, students, and the people from different cultures and different countries. Mm-hmm. So that's a big challenge, as you mentioned. Uh, the students need to rethink the relationship between teacher and student. And uh, also the students' behavior in the classroom. It's not uh, like in China, you just sit there and listen, Mm -hmm. uh, take notes. Uh, Here in the U.S., you need to contribute. You need to talk, uh, have the discussion, and share your thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the the other thing is the score, the test and the score. In American colleges, a lot of things are counted towards the final score. For example, discussion, teamwork, presentation, activity, and the test, and all those things are ended into the final score. I think about the GPA. That that doesn't make more sense because it's a process of learning and a process of making progress. Mm -hmm. It's not just a one-time test put on the transcript. Mm-hmm. That is uh, so scary <laughs> if you failed. You know, yeah. That is uh, making more sense because it's the whole thing of your learning process. That's right. In China, just think about the college entry exam, right? That's the exam. The students have studied for 12 years, aim two, because that exam de- decides if they can get into a good college or not. Or uh-huh. if they can get into a college or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then in their school year, they have the middle term exam and the final term exam. So that's the exam to decide their scores. That's uh-huh. right. Mm-hmm. The other thing is uh, like uh, even you understand the language and the words, but the different understanding of that. For example, I remember one of the test questions is, uh, does M and M's belong to spirit or material? And that was so hard for me because I understand every single word of this question. But I don't know what is M&M's. M&M's is a candy. But in China, by that time, we don't have an M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, for students coming from a different country, uh, when we do the household purchasing, at least uh, I did that, I look for the brand that I knew when I was in China, because uh, that's how I knew this is something that uh, it's supposed to do what, right? Something f- familiar to me. But in the U.S., then you got exposed to so many different brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another inconvenience we had in my first days in the U.S., yeah, when I graduated from the university and I got a job to teach the course called College Success. So I used another example to share with my class. And the most students are American students. And I just raised a question. I said, would you like to eat big white rabbit? <laughs> they were so shocked. They just <laughs> stared at me and they don't know how to respond. I said, yeah, that's my question. Please raise your hand if you want, eat. The big white rabbit. Nobody raised hand. I said, okay, well, I will show you what it looked like. So I took some candies out from my pocket, and uh, those are the candies. Would you like to eat it? That's a branding name in Chinese in China. So that's a culture shock. 
Right. So you use that example to help the American students understand how a Chinese student <laughs> come to the U.S. <laughs> so, so that's basically we should、uh, respect each other's culture and where you come from and、uh, your background, and、uh, we are together learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very interesting. So there are many, many differences between these two countries, and the students coming from China, so they came to the U.S., they would、uh, face a cultural shock.、Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? Well, there's one thing I like to bring it up: is the opportunity to work to get a social experiences. For example, in American college, college students usually get a part-time job. Work on campus or in other companies. So the purpose for that is not just make some money. It's also gain experiences that could be related to their major and schooling and、uh, prepare for the future career.、Mm-hmm. That is、uh, very popular. You know, either you do volunteer or part time job. But in China, that is very limit, very hard because students have to spend a lot of time. The middle school student, high school student, and the college students—they spend a lot of time on their homework, on tests, on their scores, on their memorize, and uh, just uh, tight on time.、Mm-hmm. And also, there's not、uh, highly encouraged students to find in volunteer or job opportunities or part-time job opportunities. So, but that is very necessary and need for their life. Yeah, I think、uh, every minute is focused on studying. Study. Yeah, yeah. At a very young age, they were told to focus on study, study that will bring your best life in the world for your family, for yourself, and the other job, other things is not that important. Like personal skills and life skills,、uh, you can help someone to do it for you. Wow. All right. I think it's time to take another quick break, and we will be back very soon. And when we come back, I would like to. Hear some advice from you to students,、uh, their parents, and of course to the American universities. Okay. Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China, with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Now we are back for the last part of this、uh, conversation, Professor Zheng. I would really like to hear your advice to different parties in this education system. So let's start with、uh, American colleges. What kind of advice you want to tell the U.S. colleges that are recruiting and、uh, having Chinese international students studying there? Yes, recruiting right students that's very important for students, for their families, and also for colleges because. The right match, the good match, is so important. So that will last、uh, three, four years for the students to study well. 
to focus on their focus. So one of the recommendations I would like to see is a face-to-face -face interview through Skype or something like that, because the students provide their paper application documents, and from there you couldn't see the whole thing of the student. What they saw because of the paper, you know. So I would highly recommend to add the face-to-face -face interview be part of it. I think、uh, the reason of that is、uh, the paper application from the students can be something processed or helped by agency in the middle. Could be. Yeah.、Mm -hmm. So it's not really reflecting the true、uh, personality or the true thoughts of the students. Right. Especially given the students were educated without、uh, having their independent thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So face-to-face -face interview will solve this problem because face-to-face、uh, -face is、uh, on the other end of the Skype is a student self that time, that moment he or she will answer your questions and express their thoughts and ask the, some questions about school.、Mm -hmm. They have equal rights. So if that part matches the application paper document. That's the best, but at least、uh, this is a strong and necessary reference for college to understand the student and、uh, make a good choice、mm -hmm. for admission. If your school don't have a staff who can do that face-to-face -face interview, our Davis Institute of Information Education can help provide this service based on your requirements. Secondly, I would recommend college. Have a staff who can speak English and Chinese bilingual staff that will help students from China and that also help their parents for communication. Next is、uh, getting school getting involved in the Chinese club on campus is another good way. Chinese club might be a good place for you to meet them, many students, and also be part of their. Activities such as public speak,、uh, speaking training,、uh, inter leadership presentation, and teamwork, and incubator training for their future jobs and careers.、Mm -hmm. Why the school needs to get involved in the Chinese club? Isn't that in the U.S.、Uh, the clubs are run by students independently? Yeah, I think because when they were in China, they heavily rely on teachers and school and the parents. So there are lack of self motivation and、uh, independent. So I recommend the college staff get involved in it to start up to help them to get that habit, get that training, get that、uh, the methods how to in the future. So you are saying in China students don't have so many different kinds of clubs in their high school. Yeah,、uh, they have some, but not、uh, as many as we have here. And、uh, how to manage that club is different. Okay, and、uh, in China, those clubs、uh, were managed by school versus、uh, by students themselves. Yeah, some school they manage by students, but、uh, with the teachers involved a lot. So it's a transition. The Chinese students come here; they still think about, oh, that's a school, and、uh, maybe we need the teachers. Help, you know. So that's the what they they needed for transition. Okay. Hmm.、Uh, the school should、uh, provide some assistance. Yeah, support the, and assistance.、Uh -huh, Chinese club. Yeah. When they get under、uh, that higher stage, maybe the student from China they can run by themselves and with、uh, that training already.、Mm -hmm. So need、uh, a bridge. Okay. The other thing is the、uh, school. College, I think,、uh, keep a good relationship with the Chinese parents. That's a two purpose. First, the parents 
through that relationship can have a better understanding of their children, their behavior, their performance, their studying, you know, activities in school. Secondly, the Chinese parents they have a tight relationship with each other. They live close, and they have a good neighbors. Their relationship is so tight. They always talk about the the my kids are in what school, colleges in America, what happened over there. So that's the good way for your college for future students、uh, recruitment more students. From my career, if I give a good services and、uh, information to one family, a lot of times that、um, mom and dad will tell more parents.、Mm-hmm. So referral is very important. Referral, yeah,、China. referral very important. They they believe what their friends told them. So, what are some advice that you would like to give to Chinese parents and students to apply colleges in the U.S.? For this question, I think、uh, because the American colleges application requirements are very clear and straightforward to provide information to parents and the students, but because the cultural and the language barriers. Sometimes it's hard for students and their family to understand the skills and knowledge. How to do that? Our Davis Institute of Information Education can help students to understand that better and apply by themselves.、Mm-hmm. So how do you help them understand better of the information? It's a two steps. One step we have a public presentation. We can use the different way to inform them. That's very important for students to understand and for parents and mom and dad to understand. How to do that, and why it's important to understand directly what the school want and what school need. How to choose a school. So you would、uh, help、uh, them understand the process. Yeah. And、uh, the basic school information. Yeah. Okay. In Chinese. In Chinese,、uh, we have a public speech, public presentation, which is free. I've been doing that for years. And secondly, if they really want to learn more about that, they can apply for some of our courses in our institute. Okay, so you are saying <laughs>、um, uh, you also have in-depth classes for students and parents to learn the detailed information and the process for applying schools.、Uh-huh. Yeah, the goal of that is the purpose of that is after learning from our classes and courses, they are able to apply. To American colleges by themselves,、mm-hmm. I noticed that many students in the family, mom and dad, heavily rely on the agents. But、uh, there is no standard, regular training provided to those agents to work professionally in general. So our Davis Institute of Education Information provide the courses for agents too to get the professional training knowledge. Information and skills that they can learn in their work to serve students and families. Our institute, after the students or agents graduate from our school and classes, we give them certificate. So that means that they are well trained and graduate, and they can provide very good services. So from the what I just mentioned, we provide solution and advices for colleges, for parents, students. And also for agencies. Wow! So that's the newly founded、uh, Davis Institute of Education Information. That's the the scope of that uh, organization uh,、mm-hmm. you are focusing on. Yes. Okay. Thanks so much for all this information. If people are interested in know about this, how can they find it? We have a website. 
It's www.davis-institute.com. Davis D A V I S dash Institute dot com. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I want to thank our audience for being here with us today. Thanks for all the information you have shared, Professor Zeng. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhao. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week. 